0: Welcome to In My Mug, episode 362. Um, today no news, today no Roland's daft fact, thank God. We can put this away. <laughs> yeah. I was having a bad, weird dream when we came up with that idea. Um, uh, because we have a special guest, uh, I'm joined by my, um, my good friend um, and one of my favorite coffee producers, we don't want to hear your dad saying let me say that. Um, uh, coffee juice from Nicaragua and Honduras, Mr. Irwin Maresh. Um So the coffee we're doing this week is obviously uh, El Salvadorian. Uh, Actually, <laughs> <that is> Nicaragua. <Nicorec. laughs> okay. um, and we're going to be doing um, one of the coffees that we've first year of having it. So people want to find out your story we're doing a Tampa Tantrum in a couple of weeks where Erwin talks a little bit about the family and stuff like that we recorded that yesterday Mm -hmm. um so you can go watch it there we're not going to do that but we're going to talk a little bit about San Jose the farm Mm -hmm. so uh it's fairly new to the family how long ago
1: did you start working the land there and tell us a little bit about the history of it no it's 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 one of our first farms you know uh, i'm sorry one of our newest farms you know we bought at that uh, farm off the bank uh, from the bank you know so it was like around 2006 um so it was uh, like uh the bank had these two farms, which is San Jose and la Escondida mm-hmm. and uh that uh, they had taken over and they had they had been they say working but they were really abandoned you know uh la Escondida was all cattle land and the uh and uh, San Jose is the part where they had some a little bit of coffee.
0: So uh, but that's the thing with Escondida, and when I've well, I done Escondida on here uh, a few weeks back, um, it was a brand new plantation there. But on San Jose, you had some varietals
1: already there. Yes. Uh, yes. What,
0: what, were there, what was there when you took well, over? When we first
1: took it over, you know, we had a little bit of Caturra, which was in the entrance of the farm. That was around. Uh, 1250 meters above sea level and is that still uh, there that's still there yeah we have taken out part of it you know to uh to replant yeah uh because it was just too old and and we got hit up with some rust as well okay you know and uh but then the rest of the farm was uh okay okay and it, that's, that has that, been as No, that's still there. Oh, that's still yeah, there that's as well. That's still there. Oh, okay. I've you never know, seen tea from there. No, yeah. most of it's recatoe. Oh, okay. You know, actually, the, the, the most amount of coffee we have from there is recatoe. I'm saying that yeah. this is the first year of working with
0: it. so... Yes. I, but I mean, I've seen samples from the farm for the last few years, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've kind of avoided it, if I'm honest. Not because I didn't like the cup. I like the cup a lot. But like, we've got a farm in El Salvador, Kansas called San Jose. Oh, okay. And I mean, it's a very common name. Yes. Um, yes. But like, I just thought this is going to get really confusing. But then we cut this lot that we have here at the mill with you and Ann this year and we're just like, i've got to have this one i don't yes. care about the complexity of the name who cares right, right
1: um
0: so what other varietals do you have on the farm now because okay. i know you've done a lot of planting yeah there.
1: no we had, in the new areas of the farm we started planting. but the first thing that we planted was the the javanica which is the the longberry yeah you know so uh we got that from you know out of there and it produced wonderfully then we planted uh some yellow pacamara, which, which is taken, this one this one has taken us a while for it to really start producing because it's so since it's so high up it's, it, it grows much slower you know and uh just recently we planted you know recently about two years ago we planted a uh, safanagorina you know, which is the, the low uh, the naturally low producing uh caffeine uh coffee I, and uh, i kind of i know the
0: story behind this one but i'm going to do it anyways like how did you end up with that coffee because that's <laughs> Pretty difficult to get hold of. You can't go into a seed shop and say, "Can I have some marina, please?" And they no. go, "Certainly. How much would you like,
1: sir?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I was in Brazil, you know, uh, at, at the university there in Minas uh, Gerais, and uh, they had it, and uh, I kind of got it, you know. Illegally, kind of the way <laughs> you borrowed it. I borrowed, borrowed it exactly, you know. But, uh, but no, I mean it was kind of the way you you got your cable, your telephone cable, you know. You told them you were taking it, you know. So I guess, like you say, if you tell them you're taking it, it's not really considered it's stealing. Not, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going to have this.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're finding funny. Exactly, and right. that's what happened with the seeds. That's what
1: happened with the seeds. Obviously, you know, I wasn't, you know, I didn't want to abuse, you know. So I only took about a handful, <laughs> you know. And uh, so when we when we first started, it was only. Very, I mean, uh, twenty, thirty, you know, trees that we had, you know. So from there we had. So twenty trees, even after four years, will give you what?
0: Twenty pounds, maybe?
1: Uh, not even, no. not even that much, you know. Uh, because I mean, the, the the seed is so small, of course. Yes. And the, the, the yields are so low, you know. And they don't weigh that much, you know. We're getting, you know, maybe ten pounds, you know. So, so then you were taking that ten pounds and then and using it as seed again, right? You know, right. But because of the way that La Udina is, you know, uh, you have a much lower percentage of sprouting than you do, you know, from the regular, uh, compared to the regular crop.
0: So so for those at home that uh, may not kind of know, you to get a seed, you've got to, like, the moisture content has to remain in the seed. Exactly. You start, like a potato, you'll get a sprout come mm-hmm. off it, and if it sprouts, then you can get a little soldier from it, which will right. then turn into something you can
1: use. Or, it just won't sprout and it's not. Exactly. And you lose, you lose so, the, normally you lose that would be... For with the sprouting, yeah, the sprouting yeah. normally takes uh, anywhere between forty to sixty days.
0: And, and but how much, would many would normally sprout, and how many wouldn't? Oh, okay. on, on, on,
1: no, on normal varietal, you have anywhere between seventy-five to eighty-two percent, you know, of sprouting. Yeah. Uh, and on lorina? La no, on Laurina, no, we had maybe twenty percent, oh. you know, uh, because I mean, it's it, it's. Uh, that's one of the re- one of the other reasons why this variety has been disappearing from around the world you know it comes from a ri- from a variety you know from reunion island off the coast of, of africa uh you Which know there it's called bubble point yeah. two yeah. you yeah. know so uh, the, uh, some ucc uh gentlemen decided to rescue it and they took it to uh, to, uh, to sorry I was going to say Bolivia to Brazil, where they actually did some work on it. You know, in this new variety, I'm not really sure what it is that they did. You know, but this new variety is called you know Warina. You know? So I mean, they, what they tend to do at those places is be a splicing and kind of bringing in other
0: varietals, don't they, and changing right. the the makeup of it a little bit, exactly. but keeping the major characteristics. Right.
1: right. So point two because. It's very pointy. You yeah, know, it's a very small seed. You know, it, it's kind of like a. It, it is a long berry as well. Yeah. You know, but it's very pointy as well on both sides. Yeah, I mean, you definitely see some heirloom hair, like qual- qualities
0: in in, in in the seed, can't you? Right. And and so the first auction of that, the first lot that you had of that was twenty seven pounds. Twenty seven pounds, yes. And that yeah.
1: was sold uh, where? We sold it through our internet, our, our, our auction, our estate, you know, pro- private estate auction. And uh, we were able to get $130, you know, from, from the auction. You know, the I
0: coffee. was bidding on that up until about $120. <laughs> and then I just thought, what am I doing? Stop! Like, that's craziness. And we ended up buying the yellow from Limoncillo instead. Right. Yes. And we bought the two lots. And we're much happier with that coffee. Yeah,
1: and I remember, you know, uh, I think Kentaro was the one bidding with you. you yeah. know? So he thought he had it because you were going after the the, the Orina. And then when you switched down and went to the to the yellow Pakamara, you know, he went crazy. <laughs> he was taking both. He, he, there was two lots and he was taking both and you ended up taking one from him. That's right, that's right. That dragged the auction out a little bit longer, yes, didn't it? No, it, did. that, it did. Yeah, no, the Lorena was just like, this is crazy, why am I doing it? So where did that end up? Where did that end up going? That one went to a gentleman in Japan, you know, he decided to buy it because he was getting married and the ceremony was gonna be at night. You know, so he wanted uh, for his uh, guest to have a good, you know, cup of coffee with no, ca- well, very little caffeine. You know, and uh, you know, he decided to, decided to do it that way.
0: And, and this year you had twenty twenty five bags. I mean, is that production going to ramp up? Are you planting
1: more, or is uh, that kind of way no, it's going to be? No, we're planting more. You know, but uh, uh, we're still in the learning process of how to manage it. You know, uh, whenever we plant a new variety. You know, we don't just plant it and forget about it. We try to see how to manage it. You know, with, uh, with uh, the growth of new, new, new tissue. You know, the pruning, the fertilizing. You know, how to uh, combat diseases. You know, like rust and all of that. You know, so uh, we're still in that process. So we're being kind of careful in the, how we continue the growth of it because we don't want to make a mistake. Yeah. You know. and 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 so
0: I've kind of gone off track a little bit because the coffee we talked about. Today's the yellow pacamara, not a Larina. Right, right. Um Tell us, I mean, I, I know we've done this before on in my mug. This is like your third in my mug now, and and you know you you get an old hand at it. And we've done the yellow pacamara, but tell us about how that yellow pacamara got found and how you end up developing
1: that. Well, I mean, the yellow pacamara that we have in San Jose comes from sea stock that we isolated in the Yeah, you know, in the basically, uh, we had a uh, we had a, one of our plots of red pacamara you know, show that we had like three trees, they weren't together, they were just scattered around, you know, of, uh, there were pacamaras that were producing, you know, yellow cherries. Uh, we had the security guard come and, you know, bring that to our attention, you know, and uh, our first- And this
0: is super unusual, I mean, before I heard of this, I'd never heard of yellow, I've never seen a yellow pacamara, it's just right. something that, it, you get red pacamara and some fruiting cherries, you know, they just yes. read aren't they? You don't get those deviations. Right. It's something like Bourbon you do and, you know,
1: exactly. like Katura but you just don't see it in something like a Pacamara right. normally. No, exactly. I mean, that's something, I mean, I, I asked, I was able, I mean, I was at a cupping event, you know, in El Salvador with, with the people from Procafe. They're, they're they're the experiment station arm of El Consejo, yeah. you know, El Salvador, they're very, very good. You know, so I asked them if they have ever heard of the Yellow Pacamara. You know, and they told me they didn't exist. You know, then I started pulling out. Okay, here are my leaves. You know, here's my coffee. Here's the pictures of my cherry, and, and here's the coffee. Let's try it. You know, at that point, they were like, "Shh, please, don't say it. Don't say anything. We're working on isolating this variety, but we don't want producers to be coming up. You know, to us asking us, you know, for seeds when it's not ready yet." You know, uh, so yeah, they were a little surprised to find out that we had already isolated it and we already were producing a little bit.
0: And what is the major difference between the red and the yellow Pacman? I mean, are the differences on the cupping table?
1: Oh no, they're just day and night. I mean, uh, the the red, you know, you have a lot more, uh, like red fruits, strawberries, you know, um, red currant, things like that. You know. Uh, and the yellow for me when I'm cupping it, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is just yellow, you yeah. know, stone fruit, pineapple. Peach, apricots, peach, yes. those kind of yeah, crazy uh, yellow very fruits Very tropical. Yeah. You know, it's a very tropical,
0: you know, coffee. They hate it when I start talking colours on the cupping table because I use it a lot. I like This tastes of purple. I'm like, what the hell does purple taste of? <laughs> it tastes like that.
1: Exactly.
0: exactly. <laughs> um, but like, it, it really is. And, and and I love the chant, the, the, the thing that people can try the yellow and the reds of the same process on, right. on the site. And With the Limoncillo, we've done that this year with the red and yellow Pacamara. Mm-hmm. And they are just so, so different. They are. Yeah,
1: right. I mean, so, like... You know, and it's weird because they, they come from the same stock. I mean, so... Yeah. Uh, you can't say, I mean, that's that a natural. I mean, you can't say it's been, uh, it's a mutation because of cross pollination and stuff like that. Because at first, you know, we said, okay, you know, the, the easy answer is that it's cross pollination. Uh, that that I'll be
0: honest, that's what I I've, I've always
1: thought it is. Yeah. Is like that that cross pollination. But I was shocked early when you told me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, 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 our farm manager, you know, he very politely said, look, I mean, <laughs> how can it be a cross pollination if we don't have any yellow <laughs> coffees or we don't have yellow bourbons, we don't have yellow batuays, we don't have. Any yellow. It takes a variety. genius to point that one out, doesn't it? Yeah. Because you, <laughs> you're a bit foolish afterwards. You're like, oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, uh, no, so when you think about it, you know, I mean, uh, Pacamara is a cross between the Pacas and a Maragogipe. You know, um, the, the Pacas, you know, comes, it's, a, it's a Bourbon variety, you know, and the Bourbon does have some yellow Bourbon. So maybe Oof. it's been, you know, a gene, you know, that's been... Passed on from there, you know. That's coming out just right now. Mm. You know. All that red gene's been
0: recessive, and actually the yellow gene's had a chance to thrive. Or like, really, I, yeah. I, I, I love that this is a thing that, you know, like I, I For me, I just always thought, ah, oh, it's cross pollination. You have right. blown my world
1: today by thinking, I'm to think it's something, something different and new now. So yes, 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 Ruined it for <laughs> me. Ruined it. <laughs> no. What's funny is that right now, that I mean, in Honduras, we're planting the, the yellow pacamara, and. Uh, Something that happens even with the red, you always have a certain percentage, anywhere between 10 to 15 percent, you know, of the that seed, the pacamara seeds, that regress either to pacas or to jeeps Oh wow! You know, um, I didn't know that. In uh, in the red, they regress to you know, they they produce red pacas, you know, or red jeeps. So we're assuming that with the yellow, it's going to be yellow pacas and yellow maragojip. So we have, you know, whenever we select those out of the nursery, we have actually started planting those, you know, separately. You know, the the yellow pacas and the yellow Wow. to see what it is that comes out. I mean, out. It, I, I definitely never ever seen yellow pacas. Never.
0: I mean, I, 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 is there such a thing or would this be like something... Um, well, in, I mean,
1: again, I, I've never I have never seen it, you know, so...
0: Maragojip, I, th- I think that... Are the yellow
1: marroquins? I've I've never seen a yellow marroquin. Yeah. No. Oh wow! Yeah. You know, so. Okay. Um, again, I mean, we're assuming they're going to be yellow. So hopefully, hopefully that's the case, and hopefully the cup will be different and will be really good. You know, but it's too early to try the had, yellow pack. ass uh, Yeah, it's not. It's not
0: like, I'm a massive packass yet. fan. Like, I am. I'm. I love packass. We yes. we we we're buying from this one farm. In El Salvador, which was where the first pacas was found, okay, okay. Um, and they'd never been isolated till about four years ago. And we went on the farm. We were like, "What? You just mix them with the bourbon?" Like, yeah, yeah. It's like separate, separate. Unfortunately, we can't get them now because the ownership has changed. But oh, wow. it was uh, it was such a was so devastating to try pacas for the first time from the mm-hmm. first farm where pacas was found. It was yeah. like it was a big deal for me. You know? No, it is. It I, is. I, I love the pacas. I, I, I really hope we get a chance to taste the yellow pacas. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing in my eye. Good, 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 good. And then, I mean, the yellow pacamara I remember the first time that I tasted it. It was about four or five years ago. You've got mm-hmm. this very small lot that you just just for cupping, right? And you're going, look at this. I remember the moment, I just like, sell me that, sell me that now, and he's like, no, no, you got to wait, you got to wait. Yeah. So how have you marketed it? I mean, I know the first one we bought was through the auction. Was that the first right. way
1: that you sold it was through yes, the auction? Yes, it was through the auction. Yes. You know, Now, obviously, this year we had a little bit more production because of every, uh, the work that we've been doing for the past you know, uh, six, seven years. And uh, so we we did select the the best lo- lots, you know, from the yellow pacamadas to go to the auction. Yeah. But we also had some other really good lots that were, were sold, kind of like what you know you were bought and, and you have sold here. Yeah. So yeah. the first the first year you only
0: really did the wash with them. What what prompted you to yes. th- do a natural and and, and I know um, you did a pulp natural. Did you do the you did a, a funky for us as well? Yes. yes. Um, did you do any of the perla negro as well?
1: No, we haven't done the purple oh, Okay. Yet. You know, I mean, uh, that was be hard w- to, <laughs> to do with that chain yes. in particular. Well, no, exactly. No, but I mean, since we don't have, we haven't had that much yellow pacamara, We really haven't experimented that much you know, with the different processes. Yeah. You know, we've kept it. I mean, obviously, the first year it was totally washed. We want to see what it was. Then uh, last year, my di- my sister did, you know, uh, a pulp natural. Yeah. And uh, this year she did a a, a, a wash, a pulp natural, and and a natural as well. You know. And the, and, and she the fun fo- when
0: we actually phoned up from the mill and said to them have you got the yellow pacamara coming in today I'm living so yeah. it's like put it to one side and yeah, I remember exactly. going and seeing the cherries in the bag like bruising up and stuff and going right. yay so that was very exciting <laughs> exactly exactly um, I so um, I want to kind of talk a little bit about the way that you work the farms mm-hmm. so I, I get the feeling that you run your farms quite differently to a way a lot of farms are running Nicaragua and um, Uh, and and a lot of people ask me why I end up traveling to Origin every year so like once I've been to your farms do I need to go again and again and a lot of the reason I go is to get a feeling get a feeling for how the people who are working there respond and react to the people who own the farms because let's be honest you you know you're a fit and healthy guy well dressed you know you've worked hard for those things you had a career before you were in it but you know I'm not feeling sorry if you were an impoverished farmer like, you know. Just as you shouldn't for me, but you know, to be but the people who work for you it's important that they're looked after. I mean Nicaragua is one of the I think it's the second poorest country in the Northern Hemisphere. Right. You know, there's lots of issues with the people who live there to be mm-hmm. loved. So what do you do as a producer to kind of to look after those people? Because whenever I come onto the farm, I have this feeling that the people are quite keen to see you and they're quite pleased to see you. I mean, that, that seems a, a, a very genuine response
1: that you get from the people there. Yes. Well, no, I mean, uh, one of the things, uh, we're very, very family focused, not only to our immediate family, but also to the families that work on the farms. You yes. know, I'm fourth generation coffee producer if you want to call me a coffee producer yeah. uh, but um, there are some families uh, we have around 60 on average 60 families one of us that live in Placeres another 60 families in Limoncillo another six families live in in both Los Altos and Mamina, you know so but it, it, in most uh, m- most of the families that live on these two farms in Limoncillo and Placeres they're also you know fourth fifth generation you know so their grandfather you know knew my grandfather the, you know they knew my mother who was actually one who was running the farms, you know. Um, so, you know, we, everything that we do in in coffee, you know, all the sales that we do, you know, uh, we do it with them in mind. You know, we try to improve their quality of life, you know, through the results of our, you know, work in coffee. Um, we've been blessed enough that my father, a medical doctor, you know, he retired, so he's a retirement fund, is from medicine, you know. Um, uh, up to about a year and a half ago when i was working a Cup of excellence you know my salary came from Cup of excellence you know so i wasn't getting a salary out of out of the farms my sister she was a nurse you know so she used to get her salary from there uh, it, was, it was not till this year she's actually, she actually getting a salary for running the mill you know so which is hard work <laughs> you definitely want money for doing that stuff yes no it is hard work you know but uh so everything that you know the the mill has been producing sorry, not the mill, the farms have been producing, you know, or feed gas, all the farms, goes back to the farms to improve the quality of life for our workers. You know, uh, <clears throat> we have, you know, a school, you know, on Placeres and the Moncillo, you know, and, and also in Los, Al- uh, Los Altos, uh, Mal- Los Altos, it's on Los Altos, but it's for both Los Altos and mamamina And San Jose, you know, we also have, um, you know, a daycare, we have a community kitchen, we have uh, a country store, you know, where, we, you know, people can go in and buy at cost. Everything that we buy in bulk, you know, from an I want a much cheaper price. And I guess you can do that because you've got all of the stores as well. It's not like one of the farm stores; exactly. it's
0: all of them. And I, I got to see firsthand the delivery arriving of that on Escondida last time, and it was like right. cans of pop and crisps and chocolate. Yes. And that. Like, I mean, how important is that? Because um, whenever we drive to the farms, I think oh, it's an area in the car, it's okay. But I mean, how long is that going to take somebody from the
1: farm to go to the town? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, like you said, for us in the car directly, I mean, it's about an hour. But I mean, for them to, for a worker at a farm actually to get out of the farm and make it to the, to the closest town, if they want to make it to Montagalpa, it's going to take them at least a full day. You know, if, they, yeah. if they're in, in San Jose... It's, it's a long way to, to be, go for a tin of pop. Exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, if they're in San Jose or La Escondida, it's going to take them half a day to get the Ginoteca. Wow. You know, so uh, it's um, it's quite far. That's why it's a bit I'm of a mission, isn't it? And so having the store
0: there is just... But also, I mean, if you go to Ginotega, I'm guessing it's going to be more expensive there than
1: the, the stuff you've been able to buy from Managua. No, exactly. I mean, we have been able to, to centralize this and buy in bulk, you know, everything in Managua from the places that actually supply most of the stores in both Matagalpa and Genoteca, so right. uh, we've, we actually have people from Matagalpa going to our country stores on the farms to buy things so they can go resell in Matagalpa. Wow. You know, so it's uh, uh, it's our way to, to help you know the, the, the workers out, you know, uh, and uh, obviously, you know, I'm not trying to say that we're Mother Teresa, you know, that we're giving everything out for free. We're not, no. you know, it's got to be sustainable. You know, so uh, you know, we we you know we keep it at cost you know for them in order but to like to
0: you, you were saying earlier about that you used to give the medication out for free on exactly. the farms, and now you've started charging, but the cost price because people are taking the medication and selling it. That's right. And it you just, it's so right that it just can't be. It has to be sustainable
1: in in a way. But right. so, I
0: mean, like at the school, um, it must be difficult to get teachers to come and teach on a farm. It um, is.
1: It is. I mean, obviously, everybody wants to be a teacher in, in the major city. That's the yeah. easiest. You know ways to, to to work, you know. So I mean, we built a, we built the school, so the 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 facility, the infrastructure is ours. You know, the government you know uh, assigns a teacher, where they pay the teacher a salary, mm-hmm. which is like in in any other country around the world, the teachers make you know peanuts, you know, for the work that they do. You know, so what we do is we actually give them a complimentary uh, salary. So we we give them another salary if they, as if they were a basic worker on our farm. So they make their own, the salary from the state, you know, plus the salary that we give them. We give them food. We give them a place to live. You know, so um, what they you know what the money that they make is theirs, take home free. Of, you know. Uh, uh, so, I mean, we're trying to encourage them that way in order... In do you order- tend to keep the teachers longer because of that? We do, that's, that's what I was going to say, you know, in most uh, other schools in, out in the country, you have a high turnover of teachers, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we actually have our teachers fighting to try to stay there, you know. Fantastic. Now, Again, you know, whenever there's a uh, teacher strike, because they they happen very often, you know, in Nicaragua, you know, we don't allow our teachers to go on strike. Okay. You know, because we're like, look, I mean, yes, your salary from the government's very low, but we're giving you also money, you know, to work. So don't take it out on the kids. The kids need to go to school. So. Yeah, you know, continue doing it, you know. So nobody, nobody knows that you're not going to strike <laughs> because we're away from the city. Yeah, yeah. yeah man, so. That seems
0: that seems fair because that's the thing with any teacher strike, isn't it? The kids are the ones who who end up getting affected, right? So, so I mean, what next for the farms? I mean, do you see, like, do you see your family, like, keeping the major farms? Have you any plans to take, because obviously Honduras is something that you've started to embark on personally. Right. Um, you know, is there any plans within Nicarag- Nicaragua to do anything else, or is there, like... Well, no, I mean,
1: uh, my dad always, you know, is trying to do more and more and more, you know, but, uh, we got into How old
0: is Dr. Muresh now? Like, so I'm too scared to ask him myself because he's a scary man. He's a lovely man. I have no need to be scared of him, but he just scares a hell out of me.
1: <laughs> no, uh, no, he's 71. You know, But uh, he keeps on saying that he wants to do all these experiments you know, big and fast because he only has another 10, 15 years left of life. Yeah, you know, but he's been saying that for you know the past ten years. <laughs> um, no he's good. He's one of
0: the he fit- he's gonna outlive us all, he's one of the fittest and most sprightly guys I've ever seen. He runs around those farms when we get up there yeah, yeah, he's like he is. he's no problem. I remember when the, the car got stuck uh, the one time actually on San Jose and he was the one that was like, oh, we'll move this and we'll do this. And he was right. like lumping things out the back of the truck. and. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you wouldn't believe he's 71. You just would not no, exactly. believe. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. You know, He'd but, still uh,
0: kick my ass, I'm sure, <laughs> as well.
1: <laughs> well, at least he kicks my ass. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, you know, but, uh, no, so he's always trying to, 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 you know, to to plant more, to grow more, you know. But, um, you know, we, we've gotten to the point where, you know, uh, okay, we need to we need to make this thing work now I mean it's not I mean it's enough investment you know when the we, scale is we, there we need, almost isn't exactly. it? it's about to start
0: to re- reap the rewards exactly, maybe
1: exactly yeah. you know I mean uh, we're talking about you know, the future of this I mean you know my kids are you know, fifth generation no, what? You know, four, yeah they're fifth Have a hard time counting here. Fifth generation, you know. But I mean, right now, as it is right now, they. I mean, my two oldest, who are already out in the workforce, they can't come work with the farms because they can't pay them a salary. Yeah. You know. So not that we want them to work for us right now. We want them to get good, solid, you know, education, experience in 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 coffee before they can come and you know actually start you know giving something back to the company. Yes. You know. So um, if the farms can't pay a salary for a professional to run them. That is it's actually not sustainable itself, yeah. you know? So uh, we're at that crossroads right now where, okay, we've invested a lot into the farms, you know, we have done a lot of marketing for it. Now it's time to, to organize it Where it is it is actually a business. If it can't be a business, you know, and run itself as a business, you know, if I were to pass away, my father, you know, my sisters, and then, you know, they gotta hire somebody professionally to, to run them, yeah. you know? So we want to make sure that we get to that point and, and, and organize it in that sense. That's, I mean, you must be really proud of how the
0: auction platform that you've set up has worked out for you. I mean, the, 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 it seems like, from the outside, a massive success. Yes. I mean, has that helped sales in, in general? I mean, I'm kind of carrying on here because I'm enjoying this too much, but like, has that helped introduce new buyers? Or has it really just been buyers that are already
1: friends who are, like, having a chance to buy these small micro Okay. No, I mean, it's uh, obviously the, the, yeah. the buyers the friends that know what we produce you know they know that the quality of the, the lots that are being sold there are the much much i mean they're, they're actually the best ones that we've produced for that one year you know they end up they end up buying because they know what's there you know but we we always i mean the past 3 years we've had you know good you know 20 30% of new buyers coming in you know, exactly. and finding out what the quality is so it's i mean the idea of the auction is to serve as a promotional tool for, for us yeah it's not a selling tool we, we don't we don't pretend that we're going to go and sell all our coffees to an auction it's impossible no. you know um, maybe well maybe not impossible but it's, it's too much work and
0: it's impossible to achieve the prices that you've achieved on the auction exactly. you know, and, and then it becomes a lottery and do you really want to do that or have some exactly.
1: consistency of price and, and stuff exactly. like that you know so um so yeah i mean it's a it's a it's a promotional tool Yeah, something to put our name out there to 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 prove the of the quality that we're we're capable of producing you know and that has helped us as well you know uh, i think it's definitely worked i mean for me um you know
0: your farms have become probably the most famous coffee's coming out of Nicaragua. I struggle to think of other farms that have had as much exposure as as you guys have had with your farms. Um so if it's a promotional tool, it's definitely done its thing. It's that's that's our objective. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. So I guess we should go do the map bit and show people the uh, the, the, the outlaws of Escondida and up to San Jose. Can I ask
1: a question? You
0: know, oh uh, no, TV? no, Again? I do the questions, no!
1: <laughs> go on, go on. <laughs> no, but I mean, you, you've been coming to Nicaragua, you know, um, why do you share... Since 2005. Why don't you share here Ten with, years. With, with, with your viewers, you know, what, I mean? why do they call you Rojito?
0: <laughs> so Rojito means red? Yes. Um... I think partly that, partly this, partly I'm normally sunburnt because I never turn up at the beginning of the trip. It's always halfway through or at the end and my nose is peeling and I'm bright red. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, it started off on the farms, didn't it? We were yeah. up on the farms and he was like, Rajito! And then you came back and told everybody in the cupping lab and they were like, Rajito! And then they told everybody in the mill and he was Rajito! And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> so yes, I definitely have a nickname in the crack. Nowhere else. Just nick No, no, in Honduras, because,
1: uh, you know, as oh, McKenzie, of she course, said, yeah, say hello, to rojito for me. Yes,
0: yes, I do, I appreciated that on Serra was all as well, where everybody was rojito as well. So it's definitely a nickname that stuck when I've been there. It's, right, right. Uh, It's kind of cute, I kind of <laughs> like it, I can live with it, yes. but I've been called a lot worse than red. A lot worse, <laughs> trust me. And in producing countries too. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, I mean, it's, and that's the thing, he's like, again, the friendliness when I go on the farms, that's the kind of thing that happens, is that it's just it, it, just seems really friendly. Yes. I mean, Nicaragua as a country seems—I—I I, I hear it a lot. So I'm going to say it out later. Here, so it's like really safe, like really comfortable compared to other centres like Guatemala. I don't like Guatemala very much. Like I like the country and I like the people. I like the coffee. But Guatemala City, I, I stay in the hotel. But in Managua, I—I I went out walking and I was—I went for ages and I went right. around and stuff and felt incredibly safe. I mean, why? Why is that? Because you know you would think a country that had uh, high levels of poverty and, and you know and issues with you no know, social mobility and all of those would actually be, be worse why, mm-hmm. why do you think it is such a safe country well um,
1: just the, the people in Nicaragua they're very friendly yeah. you know very hospitable and uh, yeah, I mean you've seen it yeah so, but also Massively. we went you know through ten years of internal struggle you know of civil war where life didn't mean anything between us you know and uh, I think that you know everybody kind of got sick and tired of death and, you know, the, the, the infighting, in you know, that now, you know, it's, uh I mean, it's not worth it, you know. Um,
0: it, it, it definitely, you do get that feeling, and like, I've heard it from people, and I've kind of gone, is it, right? Yeah. But then you go, and you go, actually, this, this feels really comfortable, and, and definitely the being nice to each other, it's not something you see so much in Central America, <laughs> but you do yeah, you, in Nicaragua. You kind of really do, really right. do feel that, and it, yeah, it's it's really nice. I do, I do, I do like. Uh, I, I normally like to finish my trip there, if I'm honest, because it's mm-hmm. a great airport to fly from anyway. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Just at the end of the trip, I just fancy some niceness and not some scary yeah. guns everywhere. <laughs> and, like you know, you go to El Salvador, and every bank you walk past is a man with a gun, and like all that. And it just seems a little less in Nicaragua. So. Yes, yes. Yeah. Right, we better go and get this tasty coffee. Actually, no, Matt bit, and when you come back, we'll be tasting the coffee. He's a very nice man, isn't he, isn't he that Mr Maresh? I like him a lot. Now, Irwin's great fun, um, and I hope you're enjoying this super long but super funny my mug. Um, so we're going across to uh, Central America, first of all. And then, of course, we're going to focus down into Nicaragua. Um, Nicaragua, the first ever coffee country that I visited. I I must have told everybody that about six billion times. Um, But, uh, yeah, great country. uh, Lots of potential there. Not a lot of uh, altitude. But it is also known as Central America's tropical paradise because of its diverse wildlife, culture and history. See, in my mug, it is not only entertaining, but it's informative infotainment um but we're going down to san jose and um there we can see on the mountain it's on the side of the mountain and it's super close to uh, escondida and very very close to ginatega so we should see whether we can kind of spin round and kind of see where they are so there we're going to spin around isn't it fancy views so there you can see the whole valley it's literally on the side and it goes all the way up to that hill as well and the lowest point of uh, Nicaragua, of course, is the Pacific Ocean. And the highest point, saying it doesn't have much altitude, 2,438 metres. But that's pretty uh, pretty much an anomaly. And you can see just over the mountain, that's Jinotega. So that's the town um, that uh, it's most famous for. Uh, most famous for? It's the town closest to the farm. It's not famous for it at anything. What a load of rubbish I'm talking here. But we're whizzing around and we can see uh, just in the distance, the farm. It looks really close. You have to go all the way around that mountain to get to it, so it's not very close. Um, But that was the map bit. So we're back and we've got some coffees. I hope it was a good map bit, by the way. Um, I should have good coordinates for it. you have an espresso machine in the brew, in the cupping lab, don't you? And,
1: uh, we do. And
0: it, do you we drink do. much espresso, or is it mainly uh,
1: brewed? Or no, no, it's mainly brewed. Yeah. We don't, you know, we don't like espresso that much. No, <laughs> it's an acquired taste, kind of like scotch, you know. But, mm. uh, we haven't made. Well, it you much. like
0: scotch. I remember that one. Well, yeah, I don't remember much of it. <laughs> <but> <laughs> I
1: always
0: like. I, I always like to buy presents for people that like to share their scotch, and you always do share yes. it when I bring it, so it's always good. <laughs> so. This coffee, it's a natural, but I, I, I think it has a, it's a very mild natural. I think mm-hmm. it's definitely more elegant than, than some of the naturals that we've had from yes, you before. Really. I get a real dark chocolate with it and I get like a mint. Like we have these sweets are kind of like chocolate limes. Yes. And it just reminds me of chocolate limes in them. It's a right. really kind of limey kind of kick to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this in espresso. It's actually yeah. probably my favorite way of drinking this coffee. Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: I like the acidity, it's very crisp, you yeah. Know, pineapple.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. and I think it, one thing I find really hard roasting Pacamaras is actually getting that acidity out, it can be really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's very easy to screw them up, and we we spend days, actually, when we get a new Pacamara going, <laughs> it tastes like this on the cupping table, but we suddenly start brewing with it and mm-hmm. go, oh, it's a bit roasty, or you're getting you know, a lot of those negative notes come out. Um, it's a real pig. Is it is it harder to process it? I mean, do you find the
1: Pacamaras um, harder than say katora no not really i mean we have the the, the depulper machine that we have is a uh, is a conical one i was thinking you
0: more know. alongside along the lines of drying because it's a oh, bigger okay. bean stuff. yeah no it like is that.
1: bigger bean i mean obviously as a natural it's much easier the pacamara oh. you know but uh but um uh, no i mean it's about the same okay I mean, it, it's all about moving the coffee around stirring it so you get more of a uniform drying because you know, we we just find that you know that because of the size of it, it's like if you're cooking a thick steak, you've exactly. got to approach it
0: differently to cooking a, a slither of steak. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah. pacamara's are thick steaks, and yes. Um, yes. it's very yeah. easy to cook the outside but underdevelop the inside. Exactly. Um, yeah. And we have a massive hassle with them, but. Now, normally with a natural coffee, I expect it to like, punch through the milk. And I don't find mm-hmm. it punching through the milk as much as I would maybe like it to. Right, right. But you just get that nice, delicate coffee flavour sitting underneath, which is... Yes. You know, if you're following judges' protocols of coffee competitions, mm-hmm. you know, you just want a coffee flavour. Exactly. exactly. And, and it, it does sit there really nicely. Um, yes. It I'm, I'm not a fan of Moo Moo juice,
1: though. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the milk. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little it's susceptible to it so. what's the
0: what's the milk like in, in Nicaragua i can't remember actually is it like uht kind of stuff or do you find lots of fresh milk or yeah man just walk down walk
1: out of the house and milk the cow
0: <laughs> i knew you were going to say that i so knew you were going to say like you're such a cable cow- a plastic cowboy though <laughs> a plastic cowboy i remember the first time that we um, we came to the house and you have got the horses,
1: uh-huh.
0: and like you were like, "Come on, Steve, get on a horse." I'm not getting on a horse. They're broken. I can't steer them. There's nowhere to put the key.
1: <laughs>
0: There's no headlights or anything. Well, any there is, but I don't think
1: you want to put them in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, and were you there in Bolivia when we went horse riding? We went with, no, 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 it
1: wasn't. No, I wasn't.
0: Andrew Ford from um, mountaintop right? Yes, was it mountaintop
1: Yeah, yeah. Andrew Ford. Uh, yeah, yes. So,
0: like, he's a bit of a plastic boy like yourself, and I'm on this horse, and I'm like, I don't like this, and he came along and just slapped the back of my horse, and it just went, and I didn't know how to stop it, he had to literally, like, uh, he thought I was joking, I was like, I can't stop it, <laughs> and he had to chase along me and show me how to stop the horse, because there's no brakes, I was yeah. the back. anyway, completely off topic again, Um. so at home how do you normally drink coffee how,
1: like like this yeah? yeah yeah.
0: so what with Chemex or Aeropress or like a
1: <laughs> Percolator <capture>? man Percolator <laughs> well it's easy you just set it with the alarm or, mm-hmm. know, for it to start brewing at 4.30 in the morning you know when we're up and about around 5 we'll just drink it yeah whenever we have time you know we'll do the Chemex yes yeah I, I,
0: everybody knows on here like I'm proper obsessed with Chemex. For me, it's yeah. my favorite brew method. I mean, even yeah, nice. at home, that's all I drink at home. Yes.
1: No, my my favorite, you know, it had to be also the Chemex. You know, uh, Steve, my brother Steve, gave me a uh, what you might call it, the, the Aeropress, but yeah. I haven't been able to get that one done yet. There's a great brew
0: guide for it on our website if you ever want, and it tells you exactly <laughs> exactly <certainly laughs> how to do it all. <laughs> okay. um, so the brewed coffee, like. I, I do I, the espresso is definitely my favourite for this coffee. I don't know, it really is like that. Chocolate lime comes through in here. The lime in this one is is still there, but it's mm-hmm. a li- for me it's a little bit, un- like it's a little bit more under. Yeah. Um, I think the descriptor I've used on the website, if I remember, like when we first cupped it was mojito.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it's got yeah. a little bit of a mint to it. It's got a little bit yes. of a lime kind of like you know interesting <laughs> acidity. It's unusual for a natural, though, to have that much acidity. I mean, right. what what do you think you've done differently, what, you know, what do you do differently to other people's naturals? Oh
1: boy, I'm, I'm not really, I mean, we don't really do anything, you know, specific to increase the, the, the acidity. But then I guess the yellow
0: pacamara just, tends to be higher acidity anyways. The yellow pacamara
1: yeah, does have a little higher acidity, and uh, also this one, you know, this is one of our highest pacamaras. This one, we've got it planted around 1450 right. meters above sea level. Yeah. You know, So it is, uh, the acidity does come through a lot more.
0: And is that because of the slow maturation of the cherries, do you think, or is it like, w- what is it that makes acidity increase with higher altitudes? Because okay. um, I give these guys all the figures all the time, so I'll say, you yeah. know, this is 1900 meters, it's a Bobani, and then I'll get people say, so why do you tell us the altitude? And they kind of go, I don't know. I just know it, so I'm <laughs> telling it to you. Somebody told it me, I was
1: sharing the information with you. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, uh, I really don't know. I mean, that's a good question, you know, because uh, we do have, like in Mamma Mina and, and, and uh, in Los Altos, we have the same altitude. You know, we have a slower ripening, you know, period because of all the humidity, the sh- uh, the cloud. Uh, you
0: get rain. a lot of low cloud in there, don't you? Yeah.
1: Which is like, and,
0: and during the morning and during the evenings, the cloud right. drops really quickly, exactly. doesn't it? But I, I remember particularly on Mamma Mina just kind of going, oh my God, it was like a, somebody put a smoke machine on yeah, it was and was spilling the whole valley. In. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. Know?
1: And, uh, so I mean, at the, at that farm we have a, a a longer or a slower ripening period, you know, and um, and no, the acidity is not you know considerably much higher than what it is in, in San Jose, mm-hmm. even though they're the same altitude. But in San Jose we have a longer uh, daylight daylight hours you know, right. that come through, you know, so it's a little bit a little bit of a quicker ripening as a, you know as compared to uh, Los Altos Mahamina. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I think with a longer ripening period, you get more of a sugar development. So you probably, it influences a little bit more of the sweetness. Okay. You know, um, yeah, altitude is what really gives you the acidity in coffee. But, you know, nobody really knows. I mean, I, I haven't heard anybody, you know, telling me why that is.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, you know, you're never upset with a, with a higher altitude to a lower altitude, but I'm not quite sure why. No, somebody said it's 1,900 metres or 1,700 metres. I'd probably choose it to be 1,900 metres. Like, yeah. But I don't know why. I've no exactly, idea. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, It's funny. Somebody caught me out. I, I was at, I was at a, a coffee event the weekend, and somebody asked me that question. Yeah. And I just went, well, uh, you talk Good about question. altitude all the time. Why? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I talk about Sunderland all the time. Why? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, acidity also has a lot to do with, with, with varietals. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we mm-hmm. also
1: have, you know, Red Catoyi, at the same altitude that we'd have the, this yellow pacamara and it doesn't have that intensity you know and, and, and refined acidity like this one has
0: do you know I just, just took a gulp then and what I'm used to with the washed yellow pacamaras is that creaminess and the mm-hmm. kind of the viscosity of it yeah. and as this has cooled
1: it's actually got super viscous as well it's, yeah. it's well, I mean something about the yellow pacamara that I love is that the way it changes as it cools mm. you know so uh, you get a whole bunch of different experiences while you're enjoying the coffee
0: yeah no definitely Listen, thank you for joining me for this one. Thank you for the amazing coffee. Um, like, you know, we are, like, the only people we work with in Nicaragua is you guys, because you give us all the variety we could possibly want. Um, and, and I properly love lots of this coffee, particularly uh, the Yellow Pacamaras. And this is the first year of having the San Jose. We've been really, like, pleased to share it with these guys. And I know that they're going to love this one. This, this is yes. a bit of a treat, because this is not cheap coffee. You know, as Erwin said, the yellow pakamara is a little bit more money, and you know because it's a little bit more demand for it as well, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. But yeah, so this is a treat to you guys to for a very special uh, in my mug guest. So thank you for joining me. No, thank you. And do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee.